The church tells us that the annual Lenten season is the fitting time to climb the holy mountain of Easter. Notice that it's not the mountain of Lent. Lent is the preparation, not the end goal. Lent is the journey, it's not the destination. And the church gives us, uh, during the season of Lent, a map through her disciplines, through her celebrations, through her devotions, and penitential practices, in order that we might eagerly arrive at our destination atop the mountain of Easter. That destination at the top of the mountain is the Paschal Mystery, which we celebrate solemnly in Holy Week and at Easter. And our scriptures today are setting the stage for us when we get to that mountaintop. Beginning with Abraham, who did not spare his own son. And so God promised that in his descendants, all the nations of the earth shall find blessing. And that promise is fulfilled in the descendant of Abraham, Jesus Christ, the only begotten, the beloved Son of the Father, who was not spared. As St. Paul says today, He who did not spare his own Son, but handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? That's our goal. Our goal is Jesus Christ and everything else along with him. Everything he won for us. Our freedom, our forgiveness, our eternal inheritance. And Peter and the, um, the other disciples, James and John, they saw a glimpse of that glory, of that inheritance, of that freedom. And Peter wanted it right then and there. He, he said, essentially, let's have it now. Let's stay here. I'll set up the tents for each of you. But remember, just before this scene of the transfiguration, Peter had outright denied the cross. And Jesus had rebuked him sharply for that, saying, get behind me, Satan. Peter wanted a shortcut to salvation, to that glory that he saw a glimpse of. Without the cross. But the mountain of the transfiguration was not the final mountain that Jesus would climb. In fact, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen notes that three important scenes of our Lord's life took place on mountains. On one, he said, he preached the Beatitudes, the practice of which would bring a cross from the world. On the second, he showed the glory that lay beyond the cross. And on the third, he offered himself in death as a prelude to his glory and that of all 
who would believe in his name. After the resurrection, Peter would come to understand how important the cross was and how the cross comes before the glory. Not just for Jesus, but for all of us who believe in his name. And that it's precisely through the cross that we become transfigured into the likeness of Christ and we share in his glory. And we have the opportunity this Lent, each one of us, through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, to be transfigured by God more and more into the image of his beloved Son. Let me just offer a brief thought, a very brief thought, on each of these. The first comes from the words of St. Jose Maria Escrivá on prayer. He said, quote, If you really want to be a penitent soul, both penitent and cheerful, you must above all stick to your daily periods of prayer, which should be intimate, generous, and not cut short. And you must make sure that those minutes of prayer are not done only when you feel the need, but at fixed times, whenever it is possible. Don't neglect these details. If you subject yourself totally to this daily worship of God, I can assure you that you will always be happy. End quote. Second on fasting, St. Basil the Great notes in his Lenten homilies that fasting is as old as humanity itself. It was the first command that human beings received from God. You shall not eat from the tree of good and evil. So St. Basil exhorts us, it is because we did not fast that we were banished from paradise. So let us fast that we may return to it. Fasting orders our appetites, the appetites of our body, to the good of our soul. It's sort of like our, our body ache and our soul ache become aligned when we fast. When we fast for the right reasons, of course. It reminds us of the deeper hunger within us for the highest good, which is God. And it produces, according to St. Basil, it produces the virtue of self-control within us. And it strengthens our hope. St. Basil said, The more you deny the flesh, the more you render the soul radiant with spiritual health. And finally, in regards to charity, I just want to encourage us to see the Eucharist as the starting point, as the origin of our charity. We know that Christ prayed. We know that he fasted. And we know that he loved us to the end, giving us his own flesh and blood in the Eucharist. 
This is my body, which is given for you, he said. And the season of Lent, again, is about conforming ourselves uh, more into the image of Jesus Christ. But the source and summit of our, of our own transfiguration is the Eucharist, which should be lived out concretely in our lives, where we can say, this is my body given for you, to our brothers and our sisters, through acts of sacrificial love. You know, the very love that we receive in the Eucharist is meant to be given away. But it's precisely in giving it away that we receive more of it and more. So I just want us to think about how God is calling us to grow in charity this Lent. And, and remember that the source of that charity is the Eucharist. And so strengthened by all of these uh, spiritual disciplines, we know that we'll be ready to ascend the mountain of Easter and arrive at our goal.